What it is, what it do, you tuned into the Jose Morales Podcast. This is episode 10 of season three with my boy Danny Maya on the, on the, on the show today. I'm pumped up for him having him here. This dude is off the chain. I love this guy for a lot of reasons, not just how he is as a person, his energy. He's smart. He's caring. He's got a lot of good qualities. A lot of good qualities. He's good people, oh, man. Thank boy. you for being Thank you, on, man. brother. Thank you for putting me up nah, here, but I'm I'm still climbing nah, the ladder. I love this man. guy. He's good people. Um, you definitely want to tune in for this and listen to the whole episode. Uh, you're going to get a lot of things. He's got a, the best restaurant. I love, I, no joke, I, every time I have someone with me and they want to go out, I always take them there. I'm not lying. Tell me. Tell me. Hey, I know. no, for real, I appreciate your business, bro. You always come by with your whole family. And when, you're, when you take your whole family somewhere, that means you like it. So, yeah. So he's not, always, he's not capping. He's, he's telling yeah. the truth. I always I take appreciate him it, my boy. And, uh, and the food is good. Everything. The drinks are good. Everything about his restaurant, I love. And, no, uh, the last time he came by, I know he doesn't drink, so I made him like a dope. A dope uh, kind of cocktail margarita, and I threw some gold on there, some 24 karat. He's like, he it was kind of clean. It looks clean. He was kind of like shy, to like, like, or not shy, kind of, I don't know. He, I was like, shocked. I was like, what is this? <laughs> He's like, hey, what boys, was it? That shit was good. No, I used a uh, fresh pomegranate, fresh uh, passion fruit, uh, blood orange, tequila, agave, and lime juice. Yeah. Yeah. Just that just, shit was good. Kind of like margaritas. It's like for like, kind of, it's just like smooth, a little sweet. Yeah. Citrusy. I I loved it. It was good. I my wife took a drink out of it too. She was like, oh, that's good. Um, so that's what we're gonna have on this episode. We're gonna get to know how the restaurant came about, get familiar with his story. Um, but before we get that, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the previous episode when we talked about enthusiasm. Uh Danny's actually a perfect example to bring right after that. This guy has the energy, he's always pumped up, he's always happy. Um, tell me the secret behind that, Danny. Why are you so happy? Why do you? Why are you like that? Tell me. Tell me where you got that from. I know the perfect word, man. Gratitude. Just because I'm so grateful that we've gone so far to where my family started in the rancho, Guanajuato, dirt poor man, campesino. So my family comes from a background of campesinos working the fields, hard labor. So that is like wired in them to where like. If you're not doing that, you're a huevon. You're lazy. You got to yeah. be have that. So me having gratitude of waking up every day and progressing my family's legacy is what gives me this energy, man. And there's always going to be stuff that are going to knock you, but you just got to look, keep looking forward. Yep. So I love that, man. Give me the history, man. So first, start with yourself. Where were you born? Where were you raised? How everything so went down? I'm from Guanajuato. My dad brought me out here. Well, he came as a illegal immigrant, later got papers, brought me. But I came here when I was about five years old, four, five. And I never really got to experience the, the hard life that they went through, but just the stories they told me. And I remember when I would go, well, when I was five years old, I remember my grandma would always wake up really early to, to go to the Molino, five in the morning, Molino, grind up corn, bring it back, uh, make tortillas, dehydrate them. Uh, sell them to the community. So my family's always no, been known for selling food to like the rancho that we lived in. Yeah. So that's what my family actually made a living off of, just selling so you food. So you guys always been in the food business. Food business, always a food business. But when my dad came up here, they they were still selling in Mexico. They he brought me, but in 2000, 2001, he lost his job, and when he lost his job, he's like, "What are we gonna do?" Like, 
his job actually moved to Mexico. He did like fences, but my family was a it was all was all being brought out here. My aunt knows how to cook. Pretty much everyone in my family knows how to cook. So he's like, this is all we know. This is all what kept us like surviving in Mexico. Why not do it here? Yeah. We got a food truck. So when he got a food truck. So you guys got a food truck when he got, you guys went straight to a food truck when he lost his job or did you guys like cook at home and sell so, at home? So look, bro, I was actually at Walmart with my aunt pushing tamales. So when I see any, whenever I see someone selling tamales at Walmart or like a, a shopping center, Bro, I always buy a dozen because it brings back memories when I was yeah. young. I, I was shy, but I was like, we got to make money. So before the food truck, you guys were selling? We were selling tamales at, at Walmart. We would pull up. My aunt would make them at home, and I would go with her. She didn't know English. I would go up to people coming out of Walmart. Hey, you guys want to buy a dozen? I think we sold like a, a tamale, like a dollar. No, $10 a dozen, bro. So we were, we were busting them down in, in, uh, at Walmart. We would go to the one in West Sac. Yeah. Or no, before the... Trussell. Yeah, 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 that's one that I would go to with her. And then we started doing that. And after that, my dad got the food truck. So he got the food truck and we would go around with all, when the Thomas was being built, we would go around construction workers, open up the, the, the doors and just go out there and ask them if you want to come by and get tacos. How long were you guys doing the, the food truck the, before you got the restaurant? Like how long? Ooh, till like, I started when I was like 14, till like maybe like, when I was like 18 is when we got the, 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 taque, the yeah, the taqueria. Because yeah, it went from the taqueria to what it is now, right? Yeah, so it went from the food truck to the taqueria on Broadway in 27. Give, give me the stages, man. So what was the food truck like? Like, did, what's the difference between the food truck to the taqueria? Like, what was the biggest change besides having an actual location? Was the food everything the same? The food was always the, uh, always been the same, but then when they got to, so look, the food truck, it was basic. The basic, the tacos, burritos, the quick stuff, you know, tacos, burritos, tortas. Uh, we have just, we had just ceviche, but we started off with that. But when we went to the, to the taqueria, then we, we busted down a whole, like, I think till this day, we still have like 60 items. And a taqueria, that's a, the taqueria. And to me, that's, it's very, it's a very hard system to follow. And especially, well, the taquerias is smaller than, than the restaurant we have now on Richards. And that one we did cut a lot more because, and that one we do fit around like 300 people. And to be making a bunch of dishes for like, yeah, we were when just we're talking all, about yeah, it. we were just talking about so, it. Give me, you, yeah. you go in the details about that. I like how you explain it to us. So give me why this is successful to not have 60 plates. Because I can see that being easy to, to get excited. You have your restaurant, you're like, oh, I want to sell enchiladas, I want to sell burritos, I want to sell tacos, yeah. I want this. And it can be very easy when you get so excited that you have a shit ton of fucking dishes on your menu. So give us the pros and cons to that. Why do you not want to do that? Well, I realized throughout being in this industry and is that it's not always about having like quantity, like it's better to have smaller menu and always be consistent. Yeah. Because at the taqueria, like, we've been there, but my aunt's always there, so she's always tasting everything, make sure everything's 100. But I know she's always stressed out because she always has to make chile verde, chile colorado, albonigas, cocido, like a bunch of stuff. And she's always there, but she it, it comes out on point all the time. But I know if she had a smaller, like, menu, she wouldn't stress as much as, like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this now. So now that... That we've, taqueria is fire, too. Oh, you, you've been to it, too? Yeah, I've been oh, there a okay, yeah. I know you're coming. Yeah, yeah. On 24th, right? 27th and 20, Broadway. 27th and Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been there I've, a few times. My, my, my uh, 
cousin fucking loves it there. So I've been there a lot of times. See, what sucks is that when she's not there sometimes, maybe the food night might not be as consistent as when she's there. But at the at the restaurant on uh, Richards, we have a smaller menu now. Uh, it's a lot easier to control and handle and be consistent. And we're, we've learned this throughout the three years that we've been there. Because in the beginning, bro, we brought the menu from the taqueria to the new restaurant. And it was a disaster, bro. You're making aguachiles, tele camarón, so many different stuff that, and we're busy as hell. And imagine you having to do a bunch of different ones. Bro, my, my cooks were, were quitting sometimes on me. They were like, fuck this, man. They're like, we're fucking busting our asses over here. Is there something? You have to bust down sometimes like 20 molcajetes at once. And then you have all these other random ass yeah, dishes. Yeah, bro. It was fucking crazy. And then they were like, hey, I don't know. You cannot have the same menu as a taqueria as a full service restaurant. Yeah. So a full service restaurant compared to a, a like order uh, order in the, the counter, it's way different, bro. Like you when when you're at the ta uh, taqueria, it's kind of you order, eat, dip. Yeah. At the full service restaurant experience, I do more cocktails, fucking flames and shit. You know, like put gold on a cocktail yeah. for customers just so they can have an experience. I try to now. I just went uh, to Guadalajara and I trained with a chef down there, a mixologist. I, I was going to mention that. One thing I love about you is, I, I love a lot of things about you, but one of my favorite things is that you are actually, you actually like thrive on making your business better, like your oh, restaurant. Bro, I, and you, I always see you traveling at different places and obviously you have your fun, but you go there to gain knowledge See. you go over there and you're trying their drinks you're trying their food and you're trying to like soak up game i love that about you i, I actually do that with boxing i go to different gyms bro you have cities. to my boy yeah, yeah and um but yeah it's dope man tell me what you do when you so you went to Guadalajara, you said right yeah and what you do you went and you trained with the chef you said yeah trained with the chef uh mixologist i'm actually trying to right now work on a visa to get him over here and be kind of like a the bar director because he was uh, the bar director in tulum it's called ara mm -hmm. Dope restaurant, bro. It's like craft mixology, fine dining, uh, Mexican cuisine fused with like French cuisine. And that's where eventually, I don't see no, no one in Sacramento doing that. Yeah. And I wanna, when I experienced it over there, my boy, like when I experienced it, I was like, man, I want SAC to experience this. I want SAC to see that it's not just about a burrito. And it's like people f uh, fusing like pre-Hispanic ingredients with like shit from France. Or shit from like uh, uh, from uh, yeah. from Italy, like that's the shit I love, man. I was like, man, this is dope. Like, I feel like our generation, bro. Like, we we are changing the game in the in in the food industry that are bringing traditional ingredients and fusing them with modern like presentation, with modern cuisine. Hell yeah! And so I'm slowly trying to bring that to Sacramento. I don't completely want to transition into it because. The market sometimes is not ready. It's, a, it's about what your customer is, is consuming and what they want. Yeah. So I'm slowly bringing dishes in. Like, I don't know if you've seen sometimes on my story, I post like dishes like, like what, what the hell is that? You know? Yeah, no, I, you were doing one time the ramen with birria. Oh, we do that, the birria ramen. Uh, yeah. Right now I'm doing, uh, well, I use like uh, blue organic. I'm hungry. I don't, I should hate or something, yo. I'm already hungry and he's talking about all this shit. Nah, bro, we're gonna have to eat one of these days right <laughs> after, but. Like I was saying, bro, so like you said, I like to travel, go to a restaurant, experience it, and I'm like, okay, pay attention to everything, how the servers give the service, how the uh, the, the bartenders make the cocktails, and I'm always like open to new ideas, and this is what 
I feel uh, makes me uh, different from different from other yeah. other restaurants here For in Sacramento. Sure. That's why I like going there. I, I try to always like, and then when 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 I'm there, I'm like, nah, man, let me make something dope that's off the menu for for a customer. Yeah. So you made me one time a uh, ceviche of. Oh yeah, I made you. It was blood orange. Uh, yeah, blood yeah. orange. That it was, was blood fire. orange season. So I added a blood orange to it, like our traditional. I took our traditional recipe, added blood orange and added a uh, other ingredients uh, like from Sinaloa or they use in uh, in Mexico like different chiles. Different, different uh, fusion of, of chiles and, and the and the agua chile. Yeah, that shit was. So fire. it gives it a different flavor. And I wanted it, and they're like, it's just not on the menu. I'm like, that shit yeah. is hella good. Oh yeah, you, you hit me up. You're like, hey, bro, is it on the menu? And yeah. I have to come. Hey, you can't do this, this, yeah, and this. That shit was hella good. Boy, I, I love. I, I one thing that you said right now that was dope is that you like to bring an experience to your clients. You know, it's not just about eating. There's the the touch of the gold, the touch of the special play off the menu that's definitely right there it's a big thing why is that important to you see like some people can might say oh i'm selling ideas from from like these trips that i go to but you know at the end every like some people might say oh that fool like he he, he copied me or he i'm like bro you probably copied off someone too because you've probably seen it somewhere but all these things that i bring to sacramento is from my experiences that i've had when i went on my trips and trying different restaurants like right now, I have a cocktail where I where I light sage, and I experienced that when I went to uh, Tijuana. It was this bomb Oaxacan restaurant, and they did this show for me at, at my at my table, and then I was like, "Damn, this is dope! I want my I want my customers to experience this too." So you know what? I'm gonna get this idea, but do my remix to it. I'm gonna put my my uh, my uh, knowledge of of cocktails of of food, and I'm gonna do something different. But it's it's gonna not taste. It's not gonna taste the same. It's gonna have a similar presentation, but you still get that dope experience. Like there's fire in front of you. Yeah. And at the end, people will Instagram it. So that's what I learned too. Like, yeah. Three keys to to succeeding in the restaurant industry: marketing, organization, and financials. And Go over each one for us, please. That's that's key. So marketing to me is like posting something that without even trying to sell it to your customer. That's gonna that's an experience. And it's like damn, they post. Your, your own customers market it for you. Yeah. They'll post it on Instagram on their stories and then they're like, you know what, that's dope. I'm gonna go try it out. Mm-hmm. Whether me trying to sell it to a customer, be like, hey, come by and try this. Like, now I, I do something dope that pretty much the product sells, sells for itself. Yeah, and, for sure. And this too, of course, marketing, this is helping us out. Like yeah. uh, here talking about the restaurant and organization. I didn't know this, bro. Like. See, I jumped into a full service restaurant not knowing shit. And I learned, <laughs> I learned, I mean, how to run it. Yeah, the taqueria, the taqueria is way different. Taqueria, but a full service restaurant, you got to have a team. Yeah, yeah. Like who's in the marketing, uh, uh, a GM, a front, front of the house manager, and just a, a system where they can follow. And this, in the past three years, I've learned from making all these mistakes and, and just fucking jumping in there. Like, bro, the first year, our turnaround, on the employees, was, it was crazy because they were like, they, and they would told me too, I, and I talked to them this day, I know, bro, we didn't have a fucking system. I know we fucked up. I know we weren't managing it properly. But, hey, we had a good product, and I kept pushing, pushing. on. Honestly, what kept me in business, bro, marketing. Marketing to me, always pushing new things, being innovative. Yeah. That's another key thing, too, being innovative in, in, in the food that you sell. A lot of people don't are afraid of change, and I'm open. I'm open. I'm always trying to, like, learn a better way and if someone does it better somewhere i accept it and you know what i was like how can i do it better yeah how can i 
yeah, give better quality of, of, of a product that he sells around the corner from me. Hell yeah. And what's the third one? The third one is financial. It's just learning how to like reinvest it back into your company. Not some restaurant owners or maybe like even a business owners. As soon as they start making money, they start just blowing it. Boom, 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 boom. And we invested it like us. Like we made money. We invested it into our patio. Yeah. So we build a whole patio for uh, hopefully by this summer we have entertainment out there, live music, DJs, inside and out. And that's pretty much how, learning how to write things off. I didn't know you can write certain stuff off. Having uh, Putting someone on the team that can help you. Like you not trying to do your taxes. Like knowing yeah, someone yeah, yeah. that knows how to. Someone that. It's fucked up that to say, knows but knows the loopholes on, yeah, on yeah, how to. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, and I think that's with any business. I mean, you want to always get somebody that knows more than you. To, I mean, pay somebody that's pro at whatever it is that you're getting. Yeah, of course. Like, and I'm not going to set up this podcast, have a cheap ass win. I hire my man, Scotty. And then, man, Scotty makes it all nice. He's got three cameras. He's got lights. You need a good team. Yeah, like yeah. Or else it would be cheap as fuck. It would be on my iPhone. <laughs> but I, I totally get it. Um, what is what what is the pro? I mean, what would you recommend? Because, look, I have a lot of family members that are hella good at cooking. Hella good. And I always tell them, yo, you need to get a restaurant. You need to fucking do a food truck or anything like you just need to sell your shit bro that shit is hella good yeah, yeah how would you what would you tell them to do if you were talking to them what would you tell them what would be your first step to getting this person that has a good food good fucking everything how would you get their wheels rolling all right to start the process the first what would you thing tell them? that i would tell them my boy is that take an take a course on how to be successful at a restaurant business not your cooking, your cooking and your food is like the the core. Yeah. But off that core, you gotta build off of that and know and have a good system, because you can be the best cook and you have have the best product. And I always try to help out Rasa, bro. This lady, she had an amazing. Uh, she cooked her food was so bomb. She opened up a restaurant in Real Linda, and I forgot the name of it, what it was, but it was like her, her husband. And they're really good at cooking. And I told them, hey, let me help you with, with marketing. Let me help you with marketing. This is what I'm good at. Let me help you. Uh, like, I wasn't even going to charge you that much. She's like, oh, no, we're okay, mijo. We have, uh, we have our daughter that's going to do it for us. I was like, all right. I was like, trust me, like, I'll help you, like, how to build a brand. And she was like, no, it's okay, mijo. I don't need your help. Bro, she closed in two months. Swear. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I was like, I, I didn't ever rub it in her face, or so I never like reached out. But a family member told me to go help her out, so I went out of my way. Is when I started a marketing. I started a marketing firm with my my buddy Efren. We we're doing social media marketing, and I was doing the the. This is before I even opened the 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 restaurant. I was oh, just with the taqueria. I was at the taqueria, and I was like learning about marketing. I love marketing, so I was trying to help her out. And she said no, and then and I found out she closed, and I was like, man, I was like, I, uh, uh, like in my head, you know, I was like, I told her like she has to focus, but that's that's okay. Now I'm going a little bit more off topic, but <laughs> he what just I'm had saying, to rub that in for her. Yeah, y'all shit closed down because you didn't listen. You should have listened to Danny. No, I'm playing. Be humble enough to listen to someone too that knows more than you. That's one thing that I've learned because there's some hard-headed motherfuckers that they're like, no, nah, I know more than that fool. And sometimes even him fucking up with something that he says, one might will clear up an idea that you had in the back of your head that yeah. he'll give the answer to some shit that you never, it's in your conscience, but he'll say something that, that will answer a question you had in the back of your head of something. Yeah. Uh, if, I don't know how to, if I'm wording it right, but you, you get what I'm saying. I know what you mean. But yeah, take a course on how well, to become successful. Where do you get this kind of course? 
Bro, there's so many fucking online courses you can take. Right so, now, I, the one I went through is called could the they restaurant. Do it, could they do it the Danny Maya way and just go in there not knowing shit and fucking it up and working from there? Bro, you, Bro, you can do it, but but why trip over the same rocks and let someone else already... Like, this course that I took is uh, from the Restaurant Boss. It's called therestaurantboss.com. So anyone that... I'm putting... See, I'm putting this knowledge... And maybe some some motherfuckers will never put out this knowledge because they don't want people to get on the same level as yeah, as yeah, you. Yeah. But hey, restaurantboss.com is a, is a great uh, course you can take, and he busts it down from like marketing, like all, all this stuff that I'm talking about right now. He's one of the, the mentors that I learned from. Who is he? Bro, he's a successful restaurateur that started it from the bottom, and he's he he's made so many mistakes, and he's got he's got mentored by other other. Uh, people in the restaurant industry, and he created a course. So I took this course, and what I'm thinking now of doing, I'll taking all this knowledge that I've learned, and I want to translate it to Spanish and do a course for, for the raza that they can take. And of course, like, I can make it free, but motherfuckers don't take shit serious when it's free. Yeah, you got you to gotta pay. They got to gotta be invested. because they pay, they pay attention. My boy, there's, I've gotten shit for free and I don't value, I haven't valued it. I was just talking about that. I think I was just talking about that recently. Yeah, uh, about <clears throat> when you go to Costco, you take all that shit because it's free. They're like, when you give me a cracker, let me try that cracker. Well, that shit was nasty. But if they were charging tw- a nickel for them, you're like, hold up. Barbara, I'm not even going to buy that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're not really invested. But I feel no. you, man. You got to, you, they'll pay attention if you pay. So I 100%, man. So what's your vision with Maya, man? What do you want to do? You already told me with, with the whole the thing, but I'm talking about in general, do you want to do that just here or do you want to have multiple locations? Who's all a part of the, this Maya? Is it just you, your No, it's family? me. It's me and my dad. But, you know, the family always helps us out, but it's me and my dad that are fully invested in it. Uh, we're partners here. And then we're actually opening one in Atlanta. I saw that. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. So we're so, expanding out there. Uh, I wanted to operate out there as Maya, but there's already a Maya out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, was, it's 20 minutes too from where, the, the spot that we're opening. No, really? But so I was like, you know what? It's good. Like, Why do you want to do Atlanta? See, I, I, well, the thing is that this guy that that used to be the actually the this guy, my boy, uh, John. This, Fucking random guy. What's up, random guy? <laughs> no, my boy John. So he he was a property manager. He's always been into our current location here in Sac, and he's always loved Mexican food. Speaks perfect Spanish. He's always traveling back and forth. He has his own tequila, and he was like, he reached out. He's like, hey, you guys need to come check out Atlanta. You might like it out here. So I went and checked it out. I see the vibe. I tried different restaurants. I seen how business is operated out there. So I was like, you know what? There's an opportunity out here. And me, never did it ever cross my mind, hey, do business in another state or uh, check out so, th- check out the South to see if uh, Mexican food will work out here. Hey, I went to, let me tell you, before you finish, I was in Louisiana and I went to eat at this Mexican restaurant that was soul food Mexican restaurant. See, was, look at that. It was fusion. Mexican food made by some brothers. Everybody was black. The, the servers were black. The cooks were black. Fucking the Mexican food was black. <laughs> for real, it was it was it was like fried sure. fried tamales and oh, shit. shit. It was weird. It was different. But I know what you mean. It, it, I ate there. See, like, and if this homie told me he was, and if you don't, he was like, he was like, if you don't fucking make it in in Atlanta, 
or, or in Georgia, you ain't shit. He goes, you suck, you fucking suck at, at whatever you do. So Cause he, there's so he, much opportunity. So did you take it like a challenge or something? I took it to like, I first studied the market out there, see how it worked, how many restaurants there were, who were the top uh, restaurants. I was like, you know what? I feel like my concept would work out here. And I know what it takes to like, the first year is the toughest year in the restaurant industry. But I'm like, if I put a, a similar system or the same system that I have here in SAC and we're doing it here in SAC, why wouldn't it work out here in Atlanta? Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking the challenge and, you know, we'll learn from a mistake if we- When's it open? Well, we're hoping it opens by the end of April, but being realistic, I'm thinking like maybe the end of May. So this year, the end of May. That's but pretty I, soon though. That's a couple probably, months. That's like two months away, man. So it's almost done? It's almost done, yeah. It's complete. It was being built out from scratch. It was an empty building inside, but you know, it's all a hood, the bar. What's it going to be called? You know, I got listeners in Atlanta. You know, well, I got family called? in Atlanta. Oh, bro, when you go down there, you definitely need to. I got family in Atlanta. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I got family in Atlanta. and Yeah, so what's it called? Oh, well, if you visit your family in Atlanta in, in this summer, I'm, I'm planning on doing the grand opening. Because the first time I want to wait like, a, like maybe two or three months, let it like get smooth and... Everyone gets on uh, on board on how you know there's Mexicans goes. in Atlanta. Oh, bro, I, I thought there was no raza out there. There's, yeah, there's there a is. bunch of raza. Yeah, there is. No, I was surprised when I was out there. So uh, I got like four cousins that live in Atlanta. No, well, actually, I'm gonna join the the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce out there, so I can get connected with all the raza out there. Yeah, you're gonna go. So, are you gonna move there, or are you gonna just? Well, I'm planning on first like renting out there for like maybe like a year. But I'm going to be flying back and forth. And I already talked to my dad. We're taking turns. Like when the kids aren't in school, like he can go out there for like a couple months. And I'll be here like uh, managing the, the Richards one. Yeah. And you're going to go back and forth. Yeah. But the thing that happened is that we were supposed to have already the Richard, Richards one running with the, the Bandai and DJs and kind of like entertainment. But COVID fucked everything up and set us all back. So it landed on the same year. And we're getting our entertainment almost at the same time. As that as the one over there when we opened, so it's like fuck, we're gonna take a like a challenge yeah, yeah. where. How did you deal with COVID? Did that did that scare you at all, bro? COVID, how you dealt with it? It's like if you were in the Wild Wild West, man. So we fucking we did whatever we had to do. Like, like we, I'm not gonna bullshit. We even did shit that was illegal to to have events outside, and everyone was just trying to survive because fuck that. Like that put a lot of businesses hell. underwater, bro. Yeah, it hell yeah. Took you out. For sure. But that's pretty much how we, we handled it. I even, like, even the health department, the once entertainment, they came, they came by because there was no, no rules were put out on what you can do and you can't do it like bef before. And then they put all these rules because everyone was doing whatever. So I was, I had tents outside and I guess you have to have a permit for a tent. And I didn't know that, but I seen a bunch of restaurants popping up with tents. I, I'm, I know they weren't giving out permits that easy for tents or that, that quick. Cause everyone just, as soon as they said you can't dine inside, everyone popped up a tent outside and, and started selling outside. And that's what pretty much what we did. And, and eventually like we got away with it for, for a while and then we got shut down and we got a warning. We never, we really didn't, didn't get fined. But after the warning, we're like, you know yeah. what? We did it. We, we got through it as much as we could. Selling cocktails to go, Postmates, DoorDash, selling kits that you can pick up and dip. Yeah. Made it happen. At the end of the day, you find a fucking way. <laughs> I, I think everyone had to do that shit. Yeah. So, um, last thing I was going to ask you before we end this. When you're out here in SAC and you're planning a day out here, what do you like to do out here? Anywhere. In Roseville, Elk Grove, West SAC, Folsom, downtown, midtown. If you're going to go out and spend a whole day, what would you do? 
spend a whole day. Because this is a party. This is party Danny right here. All Danny right. knows how to party. So what, give me a day activity, day in the life with Danny. How, how does someone enjoy themselves in this area? Well, you can start off by, I would say, like, if it's during the day, I'll probably hit up a couple. Sacramento's, like, known for the breweries. There's a bunch of breweries. In, or even, even Roseville, too, has a couple. Yeah, yeah. Roseville got breweries, so, too. Start off, I would start off with hitting up a couple breweries, and then uh, I'll hit up this dope wine bar that I opened up. I actually went the other day. Uh, it's right there next to uh, Darling Ivory. I don't know if you, what was it called? But that, you can do wine tasting there. Uh, that's, I would do that, and then probably hit up a couple, couple restaurants downtown, Bites, and I'll finish it off probably. Dang, where would I go? You got me off guard, my boy. Hey, hey. I said nighttime. We started thinking about all the nalgas. He's like, and then I will. No, uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> and then what? What's the nightlife like? Where would you go? What's your favorite nightclub or out things to do out here? Ah, uh, bro, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like over the nightclub scene already. So whenever I get hit up, I would go. I know I hit up a couple of times. Polanco, uh, El Santo. Yeah, uh, my boy. Those are all new. Yeah, those are all new. So they have, they're the ones that have like entertainment right now. That's cool. But That's what you're looking to do at my end. Yeah, right? once I gain mine too, I'll, I'll be having events there too. But I, bro, I try to support everyone. So yeah. I don't care if you're in the same industry. Like there's, sometimes I walked into restaurants before and they're like, what is he doing? I'm, like, I'm here to support. I'm here to have yeah. fun. Like, like I'm he's not, trying to copy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm fucking <laughs> here doing my own. Like, you know, yeah. but yeah, I would hit up probably Polanco or El Santo, D30 now. They have like a... They have like uh, Latino nights now, yeah, so you hit that cool. up. All right, another thing I was gonna say, you just remind me of, is man, Danny, man, he always supported. Man, we did a couple fundraisers. You uh, donated to the cause. You you actually bought the food for the poker tournament. Oh yeah, the poker. Yeah. Hey, that exactly. food was hella good. So I wanted to say thank you for that um, on the podcast. And a last thing is, there's anything you would like to add to this? Anything you want to say to anything? Anything you would like to say? This is your time to. Say whatever. Go ahead. I just want to say, bro, thank you for having me here, man. And I hope you continue to do this podcast. And you're you're actually uh, creating awareness for like individuals here in Sacramento. And feel free to reach out to me if I can help out with whatever. I'm open to always like doing business with uh, different people. Yeah. How do we um, stay in contact uh, with you? Uh, you can uh, slide on my DM if you want. Well, yeah. Tell me <laughs> what's your DM, Instagram? Uh, uh, Danny Maya nine one six or even the Maya uh, Restaurant Sag page. Shoot us a, a DM. I'll get back to you. You can give us a phone call. But I'm open to helping out. Always like uh, fundraisers, uh, uh, events for a good cause. I'm always, I'm always, I'm here for the community. So I, I see Jose is doing the same. I, what I love about him is that he's changing the life of individuals. Because I'm sure some have grown up without a father figure. But all the knowledge that you push out, my boy, like, even your, your like uh, your videos. If you can change one person's like perspective of of something yep. by one of those videos, bro, you're, you're already cr- creating positive energy to the community. And at the end, bro, all we are in this world, bro, is energy. And you yep. push out how you want to give off the energy, either positive or negative. Yep. Amen. Yeah. It's true. Thank you. you ain't lying. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for being on. Um, we always air these on Mondays. So is there any ritual you start your week like? What do you do on your Monday? What do you like to do? I hit chest day on Monday. Chest day on Monday? <laughs> <laughs> anything else? You, you're spiritual, so what do you like? Is there any, anything 
Any spiritual things you do or anything? Oh, uh, well, actually, I got no back to it. Nah, nah, no, 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 no. Actually, guys, just started. Uh, uh, honestly, right now, man, I get pulled from my family's like Catholic and Christian. I get pulled back and forth. Yeah, but I'm, I, I'm the same. I, I think I just started like uh, one of my boys. I just Juan. converted to Islam. I'm Muslim now. For real? I grew my beard. That's a motherfucker. Serio? No, but I feel you on the religion, bro. I yeah, you get pulled back and forth. So I just I just study the Bible and at the end, even like what I've realized is that there's people that say they're atheists, but they live their way, they live their way a certain way with certain ethics. Motherfucker, that comes from the Bible. So at the end, like, like a lot of things come from the Bible, and I feel at the end, like, I just want to build a good relationship with God. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, right now, I don't say I'm Catholic or, well, I do believe in Christ, so I guess I'm Christian, uh, but I don't go to, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to bullshit. I don't go to church. And maybe I should, but. I don't go to church either. But I, I do study the Bible I'm with my spiritual, boy. spiritual, though. Yeah. And I believe in, in positive energy, too, so. That's good. At the end. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. If you like this uh, episode, you got something from it, leave a comment, like, subscribe, give my guy a follow, hit him up, check out his restaurant. I'm dead serious. I'm not lying to you. The experience there is good. The food is good. The fucking beans are good. The rice is good. The chips is good. The drinks are good. It's just a good experience. So if you're ever out and about, hit up Maya and Sack. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you next Monday. Well, we're going to be actually talking about culture in the next episode. So something that he did a good job building. And uh, see you next week. We're out. <laughs>